You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pull Box Podcast. The International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome back to the Pull Box Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Curtis Findlay. Uh, this is our 40th episode, which I guess that's, that's almost a milestone. Right? Almost, almost, kind of. Pretty much. Uh, it's a round number. Uh, and in this uh, episode, we will be talking about Archie, Volume 1, by Mark Wade and kind of by Fiona Staples, uh, the first three issues at least. Yeah, that's probably uh, the most disappointing part about this book. Yeah. Also, uh, Annie Wu and Veronica Fish. Um, yeah, let's just get that right out of the way. There's a there's a very uh, a lengthy introduction, uh, one-page introduction with a lot of words, uh, by Fiona Staples. Uh, did you read it? I did. I read the whole thing. Cool. Um, I didn't. Because I admire Fiona Staples as an artist, so I wanted to kind of get a little bit of insight um, to her approach to these characters. Because I love her approach to these characters. Um, And was curious, how did you manage to do this while you were doing Saga? And the short answer to that is, she didn't. Um, Basically, she draws the first three issues. um, And then uh, Annie Wu does issue four, and then Veronica Fish picks up the last two, five, and six. Um, uh, with Mark Wade, Mark Wade writing the whole thing, but the the introduction goes into the whole idea, like of her being reluctant at first and sort of worried about redesigning these classic characters and what does that mean. Um, and then and then I mean I I don't want to I don't want to paint it in too negative of a of a light uh, because I don't think that it was. Um, with malicious intent or anything like that. But uh, she kind of abandons the, the series to, uh, in my opinion, lesser artists because uh-huh. she is a, a, an incredibly talented artist. Yes, um, on their own, the other artists are very good. I, yeah. I quite enjoyed their work, um, but they aren't Fiona Staples. Yeah. Um, now, I kind of think that um, part of it maybe is that Archie couldn't afford to keep her on there as well, but they wanted the name cred Yeah. Uh, for publicizing because her name is right up there on the top in big, bold letters with Mark yeah. Wade. Yeah. And the other two artists who will probably be the ongoing artists now... Probably, yeah. ...get the uh, second string. Yeah. Um, so there's that aspect, and then the other aspect of this book that I did, that made me not fall in love with it like I thought I was going to is that the first volume is just the first six issues. It's not a story unto itself. Right. Um, it doesn't have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. It's an ongoing, and, and I... I don't know. I think I expected this to be uh, a be- the beginning of a new era for Archie, wherein they'd be, um, you know, launching off of uh, Afterlife with Archie in particular, uh, embracing modern comics and the the storytelling method of a modern day comic which is a six five i guess four to six issue 
four to eight, really. Uh, uh, story arc. Yeah. Um, that gets collected into a trade paperback, which has not been the norm for Archie, right? That's right. just not the way that Archie has been done. Um, so I thought that that's what we were going to get. Instead, what we get are are single issue stories, each each issue being its own, it, its own encapsulated yeah, mini story. It has its own issues and yeah, yeah. Um, Which, you know, I kind of I liked that. It, I I do I get it because it does end up. Um, it does end up calling back to the old Archie comics, uh, especially in the sense that every issue starts with a one-page or one or two-page uh, gag, yeah, basically, and then you go chapter one, chapter two, chapter three uh, in each issue, which is for those uh, for the uninitiated, those who are not old school Archie fans, that's the way that an Archie. Well, issue how, would go. That's right? how Marvel used to do the, their issues Did back it? in okay. the 60s, too. They'd have the th- three-act structure okay. within one issue um, and have their chapter... Each would have a chapter heading and everything, yeah. too. Yeah. So it definitely recalls old... Um, like, the history of Archie. And there's a lot of things that recall the yeah. history of Archie. Um, it, it does end up being very episodic um, in nature because it, they are self-contained issues. Yeah. Um, it makes and me feel like a like a TV show. I'm binging a TV show. It it and and I would consider this to be the pilot for Riverdale, which is the new CW yeah. uh, Archie series, which uh, which I believe it's been officially picked up and will be airing this fall. It at least got it's at least gotten a pilot because they they actually they shoot it here in Vancouver. Oh. So um, yeah, uh, and uh, I I don't know. It sounds like the sort of thing that there might be a podcast on Thunderquack to cover it. So uh, <laughs> you might want to keep your eyes on Thunderquack.com in the future because uh, maybe we're working on something. Maybe uh, it would make a lot of sense. It would be on brand for us to do something like that. Uh, it is a comic book TV series after all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- this reads to me very much as uh, a pitch. For a TV show, um, yeah. yeah. Well, and this the these first six issues, all yeah. of them are just building, introducing us to the characters. Which, sure. on one hand, it's like, do we need to be introduced to these characters in such a lengthy way because yeah. we know all of them already? But at the same time, they do play with them a little bit, so it it is nice to be eased into them. Plus, there are new characters to uh, kind of yeah. racially diversify the cast. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I uh, I quite enjoyed it. It it was a quick read. It wasn't something that uh, took too long. Yeah, um, I liked the 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 fourth wall kind of narration uh, style of how Archie's kind of talking to yeah, us through yeah. the whole thing. I thought that I mean that's that's been done before for sure, um, like Deadpool for instance just yeah. recently. And um, I used to watch a show back uh, in the day called Weekenders. Uh, did <laughs> yes. you ever watch that one? I love the weekenders. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, and um, Tino always talked to the audience just like that. And you know what? Tino and Weekenders is 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 Basically ripping off. Archie. Well, oh, but no, but he's ripping off Zach from Say by the Bell. Right. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Who who famously yeah. would do his 
freeze, freeze. <laughs> and everybody would stop and then he'd yeah. talk to the camera. No, that's ex- yeah. Um, I was trying to think what show before Weekenders yeah. did that because I knew what I was thinking was it like Wonder Years? No, it wasn't Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah, no, Saved by the Bell. Of course, now that you say it, I yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, and it's interesting though in this one, right at the beginning, on one of the first scenes, um, like Archie's talking to us, and then yeah. Betty is behind and is about to talk to Archie. Um, I think go back even one more page, or maybe it's, maybe it's up ahead. Yeah, yeah, this one right here. Yeah, um, and she's about to talk to him, but then he, based on what he's saying to us, she changes yeah. her mind. So, it, is she aware that he's talking to us, or is he just nuts because he's talking to the wall? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just kind of there's there's humor like that throughout this book for sure. That's really interesting because they play it as a serious real world drama, but then there's scenes of like Archie with Veronica on his back. Um, trudging through mud so that she doesn't get her shoes wet. Like, that's yeah. an Archie comics thing to do, but not a real-world Archie kind of thing to do. So it, yeah, it's yeah. got an interesting sense of humor like that. Yeah, but then on the other, on the flip side of it, on Veronica's first day, she tries the Sloppy Joes yeah. and is so disgusted by this uh, peasant food that she throws up on herself. Right. And uh, that is not something that you would have seen in an old Archie comic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have played not played like up that. seriously at least. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. Maybe her, her face would have gone green, and then it would have happened off screen. Yeah. Right. But um, for but for them to just show us the uh, goo down the front of her dress. Um, yeah. I. But then there's also funny stuff like like Archie getting electrocuted by uh, by the amp. Yeah. Um, when uh, him and Jughead are practicing their music. Uh, uh, yeah. It. it it plays with a lot of the Archie tropes. Um, for instance, uh, Archie's car being a jalopy. Um, yeah, even though it's like a yeah nineties Camaro or something. Yeah, like it's that, like a nineties Mustang or something, um, uh, which is the the modern equivalent of having a classic car. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, for a teenager these days, um, it, it is an interesting mix because Reggie is dressed like the Fonz. And, yeah, a little bit, yeah. And Archie wears his Leatherman jacket, and so and like there's the whole high school dance thing. Like it, it, yeah. It kind of it, it, it's like they're trying to convey that era, the '50s era of of life, but then they have modern cars and cell phones yeah. and that yeah. kind of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it. I, I don't know if we talked about it on the previous on on the afterlife with archie episode but archie is it's a really important comic because of the the point in time that it was created um and it actually it was created alongside uh uh the concept of the teenager yeah right and because the the 50s is really when the concept of the teenager became a thing Right. Um, much like, you know, the early 2000s or when tweens became a generation uh, to, to think about um, and to cater to. And that was because, you know, it was post-World War II and, and uh, the baby boom and all that sort of thing. And, right. and uh, I, you end up with all of these kids that are about the same age and, uh, and, and with all this free time and and uh their own sort of microcosm within society and and since then the idea of the teenager has gotten more and more complex 
to the point that now like i i feel like teenagers today get treated like adults um or at least they they try and act like adults um and get into adult situations and you end up with shows like the oc and one tree hill and and uh, um you know i i 90210 the modern one not the not the 90s one, um, <laughs> where where you've got like these 16, 17, 18-year-olds dealing with very mature stories. Um, and it's nice to see, and I hope that Riverdale takes a note from this book, it's nice to see teenagers dealing with teenage things because this book, although you know we are uh, 30-somethings uh, picking this up because we have nostalgic fond memories for Archie as the the artists that are working on this the writers and and illustrators working on this have um it's Archie so it's going to end up in the hands of hopefully for this I would I would say actually tweens yeah right I, I really hope that that's who picks up this book looks at it and then like we did when we were kids who aspired to be Zach Morris uh, and uh, and AC Slater and Kelly Kapowski that uh, that kids today can aspire to be these teenagers who although you know like they they're they're definitely you know they're getting jobs and they're they're um, they're dealing with their everyday you know sort of teenage issues they're not getting into you know nobody's getting pregnant in this book no there there's no underage <laughs> yet, drinking or drugs or anything like that like it's not it's not creating an aspiration that is sort of, you know, um, yes, teenagers are going to get into that kind of trouble anyways, but I just personally, I, you can, you can probably, uh, uh, relate to it, but as someone who is about to start raising a child, I, I, it's the sort of thing that I think about and, and definitely, you know, working with teenagers when I was a youth, uh, leader, I, it, it is something that that I thought about a lot was that, you know, these kids, if you give them role models that are flawed, they're going to be even more flawed than that (laughs) because that's who they aspire to be. Right. Right. Um, and, and, and then when they get into situations, um, that are tricky, they don't have those positive role models to fall back on. They look at their positive role models and their positive role models made bad choices too. So they don't know the difference between the good choice and the bad choice. Right. Um, I do think right. that, that there needs to be a balance of those things. And I think that this book does that, you know, um, the characters make good choices and bad choices. I, uh, but you know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, Betty does selfish stuff, but, you know, she, she kind of does it for relatable reasons. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, it is very, it is very 90210 slash the OC, I, I types of storylines of, you know, like we have to, we have to break them up or make sure that Archie stays single so that he realizes how much he misses Betty so that they can get back together and that sort of thing, which is playing with the, the idea of, you know, like Archie having to choose between two girls, yeah. um, which you couldn't do nowadays because it's horribly, horribly sexist. <laughs> um, but it's it, not, yeah, yeah. but there's no like backstabbing going on. There's no like, like spreading rumors about Veronica in order to make her seem less appealing. 
it's just like it's much more playful than that. So I, I don't know. I, I just think that that there needs to be more media like this, and I just there's not very much of it right now. You know, um, media yeah. aimed at teenagers is is much more mature than it right. used to be. And I well, wouldn't say when we were teenagers because when we were teenagers, it was already getting pretty mature, but. Well, the Maybe problem is that the that. the teenagers who are into it became the adults who were making yes. what they wanted that stuff <clears throat> to be. Yeah. <clears throat> so now we're getting that's. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why uh, we have Marvel movies now. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I I did you read the last uh, the the very last issue of this? It looks like a thick book, and one of the reasons for that is that there's a bunch of extras, but then. At the very back of it, you know, you get six issues, and then you get the first issue of the Jughead book. Yeah, it was pretty Did good. you read Jughead? I did, You yeah. read it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest problem that I had with this whole book is that I read through the whole thing, and then I took a break, and then I went back and I read the Jughead issue, and I was like, oh, well, this is much better. <laughs> like, I, I really enjoyed the Jughead issue, and yeah. I want more of that. So I'm going to pick up Jughead Volume 1 when oh, it comes okay. to um, because I, like it, it worked like their, their marketing ploy of put the first issue of yeah. the next series in the back of it and people will pick it up. Um, I'm definitely going to pick it up. I, it's also, I, uh, uh, the artist on that is, does it say, um, uh, Erica Henderson who draws, uh, squirrel girl. Oh, okay. so, and, oh, that's why and it's so familiar. And it's, strong, yeah. it's written by Chip Zdarsky, oh. who, who's done lots of really good stuff lately. So. Yeah, well, we read uh, Sex Criminals. Yeah. Then, yeah. That's one of his books yeah. in one of our yeah. other episodes. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, and he did the relaunch of Howard the Duck. Yep. Yeah, which is awesome, by the way. That yeah, first volume of Howard the Duck is so yeah. good. So, yeah, like this, but... but this is much more the the Jughead story is much more of the um, classic Archie vibe. Well, it's funny that's yeah. updated because it, Jughead's the central character, so yeah. it's all played for comedy. Yeah, um, but it's kind of got like a, a, a Thirty Rock um, sort of zany uh, right. sitcom. Yeah, that Game of Thrones s- thing in the sort middle of there yeah. Is so funny. I love it. I, I thought I thought it was great, and and they set up a new villain in this new principal who's taking over for Mister Weatherby, right? Uh, who you know is going to end up being reinstated by of the course. end of, of this volume, right? But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I would say that I I give this a I I, I don't want to give it like a, a a letter grade or a or a score out of ten or something like that. I'm going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and the thumbs up is what I'll give it because I do think that it's good. I think that, that it's a strong start to a series. I would just like to see it take on the, the, the format of a modern comic oh, a yeah. little bit more. So uh, yeah, we'll have it, to see how that is. And I wonder if, yeah. um, I wonder if it's intentional, like if they're trying to push the single issues more, that's always been an Archie thing, right? You know, they have the single issues and then they do the digest. Um, and I and I think if you're making it for young readers, yep. if they're going to go into the comic book store and pick up one random issue of Archie, to have it be a start-finish, three-act 
story within the one issue is a good thing. Yeah. I think it's a really good thing. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess I guess the, the biggest thing for them is that they need to define that audience. Right. Because I think right now the audience is a little bit garbled. Well, the um, audience of this book that we have in our hands, the yeah. graphic novel version of, yeah. of this, is our is us. Yeah, it, it is us because we are the generation who is looking at this with yeah. nostalgia and who um, is looking at high school with nostalgia. Yes, for sure, um, and all of that kind of stuff. So this is it's really kind of written for us rather than for preteens, but preteens can still enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Surprised to see Mark Waite on the title, actually. Yeah. Because he's, um, I don't know, I mean, he's always only been a superhero guy to me. I don't know any of his work that is not superhero related, so it was kind of odd to see him just doing this. And also funny, because I don't know him as a funny writer as well. I, I always think of him as one of the darker superhero writers right yeah. like if you want to do sort of one of those gritty stories uh bring in mark wade will add some gravitas to your yeah to your storyline for sure um so yeah i mean going into it it was it was definitely um with that marquee of of mark wade and fiona staples for sure yeah it was like oh here's two heavy hitters here's a couple of powerhouses they're gonna make archie awesome again yeah and i think that that might have been the thing that set me up for disappointment the most yeah um and i will say as good as fiona staples is in this context uh, drawing archie uh, i do think that um i don't I, I don't think it's her best work uh, I, I do think if you compare it to Saga, um, Saga is definitely a better example of her of her work. Um, now, but Saga started off incredibly strong and has gotten very lazy in the last few. Vo- the last oh yeah, I've only volumes. read the first two volumes of that, yeah. so I'm not sure. Uh, does she um, she inks her own work? Yes, I. I'm does she do that sure. in Saga as well? Yes. Um, then maybe it's just like, maybe fantasy is more her thing rather than... Yeah, I think I think that might be part of it. Um, she definitely has a very loose style. Uh, the covers all look fantastic. The covers are, are individual works of art, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, in Saga, she gets to play with the solid blocks of color much more. Okay. Um, because it is so stylistic. Uh, in this one, she's definitely trying to uh, detail the characters a little more, and, right. I, and I think that that might have been one of the reasons why she had to drop the book, because um, that along with Saga, it may have only ever been intended as three issues, and I think because uh, it is episodic in that nature, uh, it it wouldn't have been a big deal, and they wouldn't have felt the need to say, you know, well, she's not doing the whole first volume, because it was never really envisioned as a first volume, right? Well, I kind of find it hard to believe that in this day and age, a comic book publisher would not be thinking about putting the sure. collections. Sure, but you know, like that's Archie Comics for you. I guess it's new to them, right? Like I they're kind of so, wanting yeah. to catch up a little bit. So. Yeah, but I mean, they've already had a few years' experience with things they like have. Afterlife with Archie yeah. and like. I, some of their other newer books. But you know what? They've just started in the last, I think, year and a half putting Sonic the Hedgehog in trade paperbacks. Right. Yeah. Right? They started by doing them in the archive digest format. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, like, they kind of played with the idea of doing trade paperbacks for a long time. They've just started doing the full trade paperbacks, right. so. Yeah, I guess this is all new. They're, yeah. uh, too bad they're running to catch up. They, they are doing some good stuff, though. I mean, I think this they one, are. the second volume, I expect a little bit more out of yeah. it. There will be, hopefully, some more consistency with the art, because it may only be one person. Um, yeah. And then they'll be able to dig a little deeper into where their story is going, yeah, for sure. So I, I'll I'll pick up the second one to see what it's like, uh, and you say for sure Jughead. So maybe we'll check out that one, and then I yeah, think the second yeah. volume of Art Afterlife with Archie should be up. So there's a lot, a lot of Archie on our horizon here. There is, there definitely is. Yeah, um, yeah, and it, it is worth checking out if you're a fan of Archie, um, and if you've got sort of the nostalgic feels for it. I will say though this this mm-hmm. this new kind of realistic take on Archie is way way better than the their first attempt in the digest when they had this um, brand new look archie they they've done this concept before okay and it was not that great okay it was uh, it was not good so this is way better than their first attempt so <laughs> than, than previous for yeah. yeah 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 cool uh well i think that about wraps up what i have to say sure yeah me too cool. i think that's good for me cool uh well what are we reading next month um, I've chosen a book called Ikigami by an artist called uh, Motoro Masi. It's a it's manga, and it's uh, if you listen to our other two episodes, I've explained it in detail. So I don't yeah. think we need to go over that again. Cool. Um, and I will be pulling uh, All Star Superman by Frank Quitely and uh, Grant Morrison, and uh, this is one of my favorite Superman stories. So. Excited to reread it. Good. Excited for you to read all the way through. And I'm going to watch the movie as well. Yes. So, yeah. are you going to watch the movie as well? Uh, yeah. Of this? yeah. Yeah, which Good. I've also seen the movie, so, okay. yeah. This I, is I all revisit for me. I've just been putting off watching the movie because yeah. I'm like, I want to read the comic first that I just haven't gotten around. So, here's a good excuse. Yep. Uh, if you've been putting it off as well, then uh, then read it, watch the movie, okay. and let us know what you thought. Yeah. Uh, cool. And our reader poll for this month? And our reader poll for this month is Chew. Uh, which is about a psychic detective who has to eat food in order to get psychic visions right. about it, about about lots of things. So, so well, might he, be eats, the... he eats food. Oh, okay, I thought he eats like the people. Well, sometimes he does. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. good. Looking forward to that. Three yeah. good books next month. Yeah, cool, okay. awesome. Well, uh, that does it. Uh, that does it for this month. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you uh, next month. Yeah, keep reading comics. For more Pullbox Podcast episodes, you can check out pullboxpodcast.com to submit a reader poll. Uh, You can email thepullboxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Twitter and on Instagram at pullboxpodcast. You can follow me, Curtis, on Instagram at Curtis Bidley. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ArcWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. You can can also find all of our other great podcasts over at Thunderquack.com, and uh, uh, that's the home of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, of which we are proudly a part. And uh, and if you want to help support all of our podcasts at Thunderquack, you can do that by heading to Patreon.com slash Thunderquack. And, uh, and, and you can you can pledge your support over there. Every dollar helps. But uh, if you're a Pullbox fan and supporter, 
then you'd definitely be interested in the $20 level, which allows you to get all three episodes of the Full Box Podcast, all three of our books, as one super long episode uh, right at the beginning of the month, as opposed to having to wait for the individual episodes to be released. So you can find all that at patreon.com slash thunderquack and all of our other podcasts at thunderquack.com. 